Welcome back to the Freewheeling Podcast. My name is Abby Mickey, and we are here to talk about the upcoming Giro, Giro Donna, Giro Don? Giro d'Italia Donna. There you go. And that is Amy Lauren Jones. Hello. I always do this, don't I? I kind of, <laughs> I kind of like set it up for you though. My impeccable Italian pronunciation. <laughs> it was really good. And Lauren Rowney, we've just got like the right, the, the OG crew is here today. Yeah, I was thinking that this morning. It seems fitting because we're talking about the Giro. And I feel yeah. like, isn't this when we kind of came together as one? This is where Amy had her first, uh, her first appearance on the podcast was the Giro 2020. Yeah. yeah. I always think it was the classics last year, but it wasn't, was it? Yeah. You were there on the ground. Yeah. What a time. What a time to be alive. That was an interesting one. <laughs> Tweeting what happened because there's literally zero coverage. Yeah, back in the day. Well, this year we, well, we've been told that there's going to be live coverage of every stage, uh, which technically we were told that last year, but this year they're really they're really saying like, hey, we're going to actually have have coverage this year. So we might get to see every stage of the Giro for the first time ever. I don't know about you guys, but I'm not crossing my fingers or holding my breath. No. Yeah. I think, did they commit to two hours or something? Is that what I read in one of the previews somewhere? Yeah, they said two hours. Two hours of live coverage every day. Everything they've come out with has essentially matched what the Tour de France firm has said, which if they actually do it, that would be... Great. Because they've matched the prize money too, right? I think the, yeah. the winner gets 50 grand and the overall prize purse is like, what, 250 or something? Yeah. 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 Which is like, I, th- I feel like the Giro is really well known for having just god awful prize money. Like I remember one year when Mara Abbott won, after she'd split it all, she didn't even make 100 euro. That's not really that surprising based on yeah. the, the history of the race, but... I mean, yeah, I guess time will tell. We've got a couple of days and then we'll see yeah. if, if there is, in fact, two hours, which would be yeah. brilliant. It would be the most amount, I guess, we've ever had, if that's the case. Definitely. Probably. I think, yeah, because we have, there's new organizers as of last year. Last year, yeah. So is that why there's a change of name? Like they've taken on the Giro the Italia is it is there a link now to the men's race no okay but they've just decided to take the name yeah still me I don't doesn't stop me calling it the Giro Rosa still yeah I know all the time I'm like Giro Rosa oh no 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 Giro Donna it's not (laughs) (laughs) which is actually better Giro Donna there's like women's Giro rather than like Giro Rosa it's like pink pink (laughs) yeah they'll shrink it and pink it love that (laughs) Um, yeah, this race is so interesting. Like, I feel like everyone who listens to the podcast has probably heard us like complain about this race quite a bit, but, but it's like, it's such a weird race because it holds like such a special place in women's cycling (laughs) as the longest race on the calendar, like the most amount of stages on the calendar, the, the, one of the longest running races, it's like such a special race for women, but it's just never followed through with the, like, proper treatment of women's cycling so I feel like every single year when we go into this race we go in with a lot of hope that it's going to be a successful addition and every year by like stage five we're like oh my gosh I mean last year was 
the disappointment was a lot around the course and how the GC was decided by stage two. And it was like the SD work show. I mean, they went one, two, three on multiple stages. And- Didn't like that. <laughs> it's like, not that again. Nobody liked it. Except for SD work. <laughs> uh, they went one, two, three on multiple stages and in the general classification. And it was kind of like nobody could compete. So uh, I think last year we were just as disappointed, even if it wasn't because of the live coverage. You're just very, very ornery this morning. I feel like that's that's definitely a good starting point to talk this morning is, um, Amy, you did a really good preview for cycling tips. Why, thank um, you. And for me, just looking at it, the overall, um, what would you call it, the course layout, the course Design. It's course design is so much better this year. I mean, the you did mention that the stages are quite a bit shorter than what we've seen previously or what we can expect in other tours. Um, but it looks like they've just structured the whole race better this year, um, which will make for a more exciting race. Um, it's going to be interesting towards – they've, like, really backed it up with – the heaviest stages towards the end of the race, which previously when I raced the Jura, I think that was sort of the way they used to design it was like you eased in with either a team's time trial or a prologue, a couple of really hard undulating stages, a few sprint stages, and then it was like all the mountains came towards the end. Yeah, which is what they've done this year kind of. So, Although, shock horror, it's an individual time trial. Not a team time trial. Do they have no regard for tradition? I, I feel like there are going to be a lot of teams quite happy with that. If we think about the FDJ disaster of, was it last year? Two years ago. But it makes it exciting. Yeah, it does. And also, like, I feel like it's just such a dying art in women's cycling now. Like, there's one, I think, this season in Sweden, the classic one. It's something that's really dying off. I feel like since the it got taken away from um, the World Championships, when it became a feature of the World Championships, there were more TTTs in the program, um, which gave teams an opportunity to really, you know, practice and test out different riders. And it was a huge thing to win that gold medal. Um but now, like you said, yeah, there's just one and I don't think teams even really prioritise it, train for it. There's certain teams like Canyon Stream that might still put some emphasis on it, but why would you bother sort of investing? Um, and we're at the point now where you can have TTTs because the teams actually have the, the budgets and the equipment, not all of them, of course, but you would expect all the world tour teams to have all the equipment that they they could actually show up with what they need because that was a discussion we've had before is when there have been TTTs and um, you've got like a mixed bag, like say the Giro, we've got some smaller teams, they weren't able to compete with the bigger teams. So from a technical point of view. Also the course... The design of the course is really good. Yeah. In terms of the fact that it's not like so front, what's the word? Front like, heavy? Yeah. Front loaded. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Front loaded. Um, like last year, but at the same time, like it's kind of 
odd because like the stages are really short. Like I think the longest one, there's nothing over 130k, I don't think, which for women cycling nowadays is actually really short. So we saw like there's a rest day, right? Uh, yeah, it's kind of like a travel day. Um, because it starts in Sardinia. Um, the first three stages are there, and then um the Sunday fourth is a rest slash travel day. So they head to the mainland and it's quite far actually. They go from like Sardinia all the way over to the east coast, like the east uh, northeast of the mainland. So I don't know how restful that will actually be. I don't think so. That is actually very interesting in terms of the course design. So Dini must have paid a lot of money to have the start of the race there, three stages. I mean, usually you see maybe one, maximum two somewhere, like with the men's tour in Copenhagen, for example. Um, Yeah, and actually we were having a bit of a discussion offline, um, not to go off topic, but the fact we don't have the start list yet, um, the full start list. It's just basically what we've seen being teased out on Twitter from the teams themselves. But a question that we had was how many riders are going to do the double up? of the Giro and the Tour when we consider the time between the Giro finishing and the Tour starting. And actually, when you look at the stages now, I think there will be more riders than we anticipated because the Giro is a hard race, but like you said, these are going to be sort of three, three and a half hour races, um, maximum four. No, I don't even think up to four hours. Um so it is doable to do both races, actually. I feel like we can't quite determine the the toll that the double is going to take on people until we get to the end of the, or until we get to like stage four or five of the tour. Like there, I bet there's so many people that are going to do the double and just have no idea how it's going to go. And then there's people that are going to do the double and probably thrive like on a meek, but I don't know if that's going to be something we can like, it's it, we're just in uncharted waters, you know. I think the thing is, like, if you're doing the so Adamik, I believe, is a sort of rider who could potentially win both, right? We know that she is used to really high, um, high load. Oh, god, I'm really lost for words today. High volume, high volume, yeah. um, training programs. You know, she can do a thousand in a week. We, we've seen it on Strava, so. In terms of that, um, I don't think she's going to struggle. For the younger riders, it's a big question mark. I don't think that young riders should be doing the double. That's my personal opinion. Um, But, yeah, like you said, Abba, you valid point that we're not going to know until we're in the middle of of the tour. But I'm guessing if you're targeting the Jira and you're racing the tour, then you're going to be purely in a supporter's role. And then even then we're going to expect a really, really, really hard race at the Tour de France because it's the first time ever. And you would expect every team to bring their absolute A team, which means that the level is just going to be extremely high. Um, So, yeah, it's going to be a question of fatigue in the end. Yeah, it's going to be super interesting. I think because there's two weeks in between, it's potentially not as... If you're someone who can come off a 10-day race like the Giro, quite strong and recovers well, I think it's, I don't think it's going to be that much of a, of a big, because we also saw a couple of years ago, I remember 
writing about oh, this. The um, world? Was the Giro? No, the, the Ardèche was like right before the Giro in 2020. That's right. Um, which I think is eight stages, seven stages? Seven at least. Yeah. And then there was like, I think, two days and then the Giro. And a couple of riders did both. Mavi Garcia uh, did both. Yeah, Mavi Garcia was one. And she she got top 10 GC in both races, I think. Mm, or mm. she certainly did. Like, it's not like she just like rode around, you know, like she she was there. Um, Because I think it goes back to this kind of argument of like, no, no one's like necessarily calling for like a three-week grand tour for women, but like also like women can race longer than 10 days and they are not going to die. So I think it depends if you're someone, because like Demi Vollering, for example, has openly said that she's not doing both because every time she's done the Giro, which I think is only twice, she's gotten sick off the back of it. Um, so I think some have that where it's like after a really hard race, they're like, the, the kind of calm down afterwards means that they end up getting sick or the form actually like goes a bit backwards, but some like benefit from it. And I guess it'll be interesting to find out kind of who those people are. And I'm sure for the riders themselves as well. But yeah, I think two weeks in between is plenty of time. Yeah, yeah. Back up. Well, because you can come down, have a proper recovery and then actually probably maybe do day on day off on the lead up to it. Um, but I think what we don't know is how hard the Giro is going to be. Yeah, until we have that full start list as well. It's a bit tricky. Um, I mean, Annemiek's there, so it's probably going to be certainly in the latter stages in the mountains. It's going to be race. I hope what we see is lots of opportunities, and this is what we've often said about tours, to see other riders getting a, an opportunity to, to get a result. Um, because it's such a mixed bag of what we're going to see. Um, I don't know. I think DSM have put out their whole list. Is Weber's doing it? Yeah. Uh, no. No, she's not. No. It's Megan Jastrab, Charlotte Cole. Charlotte Cole will have some opportunities. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, th- it's going to open up the door for a lot of riders. I mean, I see Brody Chapman is on the list, for example, for FDJ. We know she did fantastic at Swiss. It will be hard based on her team lineup, because I feel like their team is really stacked for this race, which is surprising because I actually thought about four of those riders would be in the Tour de France, but it's possible a rider like her could do the double. I think four of those riders will be in the Tour de France, which is so interesting that they've like not left anybody on the sideline. They've left Grace Brown on the side to... She's in Australia. <laughs> yeah, but the... Yeah, the... They've got four of their five team leaders on the start, or three of their t- four team leaders, and then Brody is definitely knocking at the door for that kind of role. Mm. And when we look at how the Tour de France is going to finish, you would have looked to probably Sile and Marta out of the leaders. I really thought that they were going to go for Marta at the Giro and Cecilia at the tour and, and kind of Cecilia was going to focus exclusively on the tour. And that to me would have made the most sense. Even Evita, I would have left Evita fresh for the tour. Because mm, she's had a fantastic, yeah. Exactly. And then an Italian targeting, Italian quote unquote grand tour. So that would yeah. make the most sense. But like just choose one bloody leader. They have, they have a pretty good team. Like they could have thrown in a few other riders. Um, 
you know, and mix it up a bit. And again, going back to my comments about, I feel like, you know, you're talking about Mavi Garcia, we're talking about anime and Lucen, and the underlying factor there is we're talking about um, more mature riders, right? You know, Mavi Garcia came from a triathlon background. So she's just come into cycling. She's been an endurance athlete for a long time. So I think as well, older riders just dealing with the mental and physical fatigue um, of doing two grand tours is possible. But Evita is, has been riding so well the past months. And I feel like if she was to do the double, she's still a young rider. And she's coming back. Well, I think she's come back now, but she has sort of been clawing her way back after an injury at the end of last year. She had a really slow start. Maybe that's actually, to be fair, maybe that's the reason why she could hack it because she didn't have such a... That was sort of my my train of thought as well with Sile because, you know, she had a bit of a lull there with, was it sickness? Um, yeah. Yeah. She, got she had COVID, COVID and then, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, yeah, she just needs a racing. So I guess based on what we can see, um, who are the big picks? You, you can't look past Adamique, of course, but who are going to be the main contenders? I mean, yeah, from FDJ, I would say that your favourite, Abby, Marta, um, will be one of the big contenders. She had that really good race up one two, which is probably the longest mountains um, race that we've seen, I guess, on the calendar. Probably one, two is what, 20 kilometers or something. It's something hectic like that. So I thought that was a pretty good performance if you wanted to test your mountain legs out, your climbing legs. But I mean, again, because we don't have the full start list, I mean, yeah. But the rider that I'm super curious about is Paulina because mm. I feel like Canyon Stram, when they're going for the tour, they would probably take Kasha as a leader. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm curious if they're going to give like dual leadership at the tour to Kasha and Polina, or they're going to give Polina the, the Giro to try to go for. Um, have they announced their squad? They haven't, have they? They have not. They've just got a couple of riders that they've randomly, I'm on a certain website looking at the proposed list. A website that shall not be named. A reformed potentially website. Until confirmed, <laughs> until we've confirmed that. Um, but it looks like, I mean, yeah, uh, I'm actually really curious to see how Amanda Spratt goes um, because she's been slowly coming back into form. So I think this might be a ni- nice opportunity for her to test her legs out um, again. And, I mean, of course, you can't look past Kristen Faulkner after her performance at Tour de Suisse. So it's going to be curious to see how she backs up here. If she needs keep it up. Yeah, right. she climbed so well. And it's it's not like there's an insane amount of climbing. There's just like, we haven't, we didn't, you guys didn't really, well, my baby was crying and my uh, recorder stopped working. You guys didn't go stage by stage. But uh, the only like really big climbing days, there's like three. stages. Yeah, there's three stages. Stages seven, eight, and nine are the the big climbing days. If we kind of look at profiles, which We've said it a million times at the Giro. You really can't judge a race by its profile, but mm. but those are the days that it that it looks like are big climbing days. Mm-hmm. And stages eight and nine aren't actually that 
massive for climbing days. Like the only stage that ends in a climb, there's stage eight ends in a descent after a big climb. And stage seven is a mountaintop. I think, yeah, based on that, like, like so Faulkner is climbing well, but we we know that her her skills need some work. And like Anamik, for example, if we're gonna think about the potential contenders. I know there is the one stage, I think it's nine, I don't know, you can correct me if I'm wrong, Amy, but there are some serious descents there. And there's one descent of like 12 kilometres in one of the stages. Yeah. Um, and you can make, well, we saw what Lucinda and um, Yolanda Neff were able to do. And actually, I think Lucinda is going to the Giro. Stages eight and nine have some really, really long descents. And Stage four is also, there's also like some pretty, pretty technical descents in that one too. So it's like, you, you kind of have to have some skills. Well, you have to have skills to be able to win a bike race, but for the Giro, it's, I remember, I can't remember what year it was. I think it was 20, was it 2016 that Mara Abbott was leading the Giro and she was winning the stage and she crashed on descent and lost everything that was before the olympic yes i think so was that the year that megan um garnier won it probably amy's yeah. fact checking it looks like amy are you fact checking i was actually just trying to put up the preview and check the stage that we were talking about but then everything moved on so quickly and then now i'm just like yeah 2016 was the year that um megan garnier won the overall and the stage Mara Abbott was leading on stage five which was the stage five and stage six she was leading stage six was the big mountain day and I'm believe that was the day that she crashed on the descent Mm. and it was wet but I mean Mara wasn't a terrible descender also like she wasn't a terrible bike handler um she maybe wasn't like amazing but she wasn't as um as green to handling a bike as some of some of the other riders who will be um favorites for this race. I, I'm gonna put it out there, but Lucinda brand for a podium, an overall podium yeah. potentially. Just looking at the course, shorter stages, um, which is something that we haven't really gone into much, but they are pretty short when you look at them. Um, and Lots of descending, uh, decent climbs. She's showed intuitive Swiss what she can do on a climb, um, and she's obviously in really good form. My only caveat to that is that in Swiss there weren't the kind of like, I don't want to say pure climbers, but mm-hmm. like, for example, there wasn't anyone. I mean, Royakas was there, but we all saw the kind of, there was a reason why she wasn't kind of there in the end, which was because she wasted a lot of energy getting yo-yoed off the back with mm. the scents and stuff. But, like, with Cessna, Ludwig, Marta Kavali, Anamik there, mm. I'd, I'd be interested to see how how Lucinda Brand steps up against them. I'm just not sure if she can hang with them on, like, a proper climb. Like, a, like the first category climb on stage seven, that, like, the mountaintop finish. Mm, that I don't think that will be a stage where she will be in the top three. Definitely not, in my opinion. We'll see. You never know. But 
just the other stages, she's such, a, such an opportunistic writer. They'll be looking for any any way they can gain time, and that's how she's won races before. I mean, I mean, she was in I think the 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 pink jersey at the Giro for like four or five days the one year, Lucinda, just based on the way that she she wrote. I think it was two thousand and fifteen. <laughs> um, fun fact, but yeah, yeah, Lucinda, and I, and I mean, kind of harking back to the discussion of doing the double. Aliza Longaborghini will be an interesting one as well because she's mm. doing both, obviously. And she's not like a pure, pure climber, but she's someone who could take the jersey on some of these like lumpier technical stages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think for her, like doing both races is she's she's so experienced that it's not something that'll like she can race all out at the Giro and come back stronger at the tour yeah. with her experience. So I'm super curious how Trek is going to tackle this race. I mean, I feel like they can kind of come at it and be like, I feel like they can be super aggressive with the squad that they have. And they also have Leia Thomas, who's like the newly, the newly crowned ITT champion for the U S um, and is, coming back from that injury still the her Ooh. surgery earlier in the year but she looked so good before she took a break and went back to the states to kind of recalibrate and get ready for the the stage racing so i feel like i'm i'm so excited to see how leah thomas is going to go with a bit more training under her belt mm-hmm. in her recovery and we'll have audio diaries from her on the ground so we'll get to hear all about it well we get some insider knowledge from the Trek team. Um, Speaking of the Trek team, Balsamo is, of course, showing up another Italian rider. I guess for the the sprint finishes, I think we've got two or three stages potentially that could come down to a sprint. We've got Clara Capone, Elisa Balsamo, Charlotte Cool would be really great to see her get a result, and then the return of Mariana Voss. And then I think that's... In terms of sprinters, I think Georgia Baker for Team Bike Exchange might get a good opportunity here. She doesn't have the usual support of Alex Manley and Ruby Roseman Gannon, so that will be interesting because those three work really well as a trio. Um, but I'm hoping to see a good result from her. Like to always throw an Aussie Georgia name. Baker, in the hat. Who's, Georgia Baker is so experienced as well, so that'll be good. I'm curious what Amy, what just happened? Amy, what just happened? It's really a bummer that we don't have it's it's kind of insane that it's Tuesday and the race starts on Thursday and we don't have a full start list. I mean, well, God, yeah. I'm literally going to the race tomorrow and I don't know where I'm staying and I don't know where the team presentation is. Oh my god, you're going to the race? Yeah, but for a publication that shall not be named on this podcast. Oh, okay. Only for the first few stages as well, then I'm going to UK to get you're my going hair and nails to on, you know. Sardinia. I'm going to Sardinia, oh mate. Maybe I'll sit on the beach. Amy, you so. should. I mean it's for the other, other publications so it doesn't matter but no that's so cool True. that you get to go there Sardinia is meant to be amazing so yeah well that's why I said yes if I'm truly honest yeah <laughs> awesome yay it's like gone full circle Amy back on the ground at the Giradonna not Rosa where it all started where it all began actually where it all began technically was the Spanish one day races in Nevada yes but- yeah 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 
Yeah. That's when your name just started popping up everywhere. And I was like, who is this Amy Lauren? Why is this, why is her second name in her? Yeah. Amy Lauren. Why does she have two first names? Yeah. <laughs> who does she think she is? I don't even have a second name. <laughs> who does she think she is? For sure, to be honest. Who does she think she is? Um, did we talk about SC Works yet? Because no, we didn't going? talk about the national championships, but I feel like their performance at the Dutch national championships, something that they, a race that they have had on lock for many, many a year. Um, they haven't won it that consecutively, but they're, they didn't race well as a team, in my opinion. So I feel like we should talk about SU works because that's something that they've really been struggling with this year. And we, we don't know who their team is I, on the provisional start list. We've only got Anna Shackley, uh, Blanca Voss and, and Kapecki. And then we know Neve Fisher Black is going because she's also doing audio diaries for us, which is very exciting. <laughs> so we know that the they're going... movement is very happy about that. Yes. And like Demi isn't going. So the chances of Neve getting some, a little bit of freedom to, Mm. are pretty high unless Ashley goes I don't know remember last when she did yeah that's a good point when she did audio diaries for us last time she ended up in a leader's jersey so we could be oh she did as well her lucky ticket (laughs) that was a weird laugh that was the that was two years ago it was like the year of the years that was last year at Burgos as well, but do you remember 2020? That one was yeah, yeah. When when Evita they won all... the last stage, she was like 21 or something. Yeah, yeah. Neve and Michaela Harvey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a that was a good that was a good year for the youths. But yeah, SC works. SC works is an interesting one. I'm I'm curious to see what they're gonna do because Dutch nationals was uh, Demi, Lonica Unikin, and Chantelle Vandenbroek Black. And uh, Demi did all of the work. I mean, she was real. Like they were, they must have been riding for Chantal, or maybe she wasn't. Chantal wasn't having know. a good day, and they were riding. Yeah, that's the thing. Because like, Chantal, I, like quite often, then you saw Chantal at the front. So then they've been doing this all year, haven't they? Like, what's going? What they just seem to be like really lacking cooperation with one another this year for some reason. Yeah, or maybe it's the case as well of going into a race with too much of an open planet instead of like we are racing for this person today and it's all in for this person and that's it. And we see Trek do that a lot, like really gamble sometimes. Um, What race was it, Binder, where we thought like, okay, you could clearly see they were all in for Balsamo and it was literally just all in, um, no gambling with anything else. And maybe that's what they've done. They've gone in and gone, okay, well, we know the course. We've raced up this Vanberg thing so many times. Like, you all have an opportunity. But, yeah, like you said, Demi was doing a ton of work. So it felt like her and Chantel were doing Chantel more in the latter part as well was, was their president in the front. And then Lonica Unikin, not as much. But I wouldn't have picked her for the finish up the climb. Monica Unikin won um won on the Vanberg. Yeah, she won. In, yeah. In the yeah. healthy aging tour in 2021. In a break, right? Yeah. Like she's such a strong rider, but but I was just so confused to see Demi doing so much work. Um, when she probably would have been my pick for that based on how she how she goes up those short punchy climbs. 
I mean, it was just, it was weird tactics. We should actually, before Amy has to go and we have to wrap up the podcast, we should talk about the national championships because last week was nationals week and we had some really, really good races. I mean, the French national championship race in particular was a very, very good race. Audrey Cordon Rago retook her jersey and you could tell that she was just I mean, she was she was all in. She was like all or nothing going for the French national jersey, um, which we know she's racing the tour. And I think for Audrey, it's going to be she's so patriotic. It's going to be just Mm. such a magical moment for her to line up on the Champs-Élysées in the French national champion jersey. Um, But she, she was incredible. I mean, she was just like attack after attack after attack. And she really forced the race. And it was really, really impressive, especially when it kind of. Audrey versus FDJ, they had a lot of <laughs> And there. I guess for her, it's, it's, I mean, I don't know how often she actually gets an opportunity. It doesn't look like she gets many opportunities. There's probably some situations where they do go into, I'll say, smaller races where it's a bit more of an open plan for the team, but rarely do you see a rider like Audrey get the thumbs up to go for the win. So, I think that's why with when it comes to the national championships, for some of these riders, this is the only chance they really get to do something. And to do it without teammates was just brilliant. And to do the double, um, both jerseys. Yeah, definitely. I, I think I'm just going to run through really quick the winners and then of like the big, the big nations. And then we can return to the Giro really quick because there's a lot of people who are going to be racing in the next, week who have changed jerseys for example Elisa Longaborghini is no longer the Italian national champion which is very sad because I just loved her in the tricolor and she she handed her jersey over to teammate Elisa Balsamo who's obviously the world champion so there will be no Italian jersey yeah that's uh, Elisa should just wrap it anyway come on yeah, it should be like Eliza got did Eliza get second? I don't remember. So she she should whoever got second should just be able to wear the jersey until Baltimore is no longer the world champion. And then, you know, like like a leader, like how the youth jersey, if Pogachar <laughs> is winning the tour, somebody else wears the youth jersey. Yeah. <laughs> um so for Belgium, it's Kim de Beat, no longer. Yes, very, very ex- Kim de Bot. Very, Sorry. very excited about that one. Like, yeah, Plantapura. So, so loved in Belgium. Just have to throw that in there. And the way she Isn't won it? it. Yeah, she's really liked in Belgium. Um, and the way she won that race was like, she was just on it. Um, obviously, it was live here, so I could watch it. But she was in every move and just, yeah, really stoked for her. Pick up the Plantapura Alps in double. Mm hmm. And then uh, Canada, Allison Jackson lost the jersey to Maggie Coles-Lister of DNA Pro Cycling. She was second, Allison Jackson. Um, but Maggie won in the sprint. In Denmark, Stila Utrecht-Ludwig took the jersey, which meant a lot to her, you could tell. Um, she was first very time excited. ever, I think? First time ever, I think, yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, <laughs> I was really surprised by that. But um, yeah, another really exciting winner. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Germany, Leanna Lippert took it. I am pretty sure she's not racing the Jero. I'm, well, she's not. She's not on the start list. They, they're one of the teams that actually has a published uh, roster. So we'll see her in the German national champ jersey at the Tour de France. Alice Towers won for Great Britain. That was 
awesome. That was such a good race. Yeah, it was brilliant. Just absolutely horrendous conditions. And <laughs> Nicole Wahoo is a team that we've talked about a lot this year, and they've really like built up to being a really strong team. I'm taking Amy's Thunder right now. Um, but you actually, yeah, no, it's fine. <laughs> I'm just gonna. I was gonna just add like shout out Lizzie Holden. She's riding like an. She's amazing. Right Bronze medal in the time trial. Really stoked for her. Another big yeah. fan. <laughs> Yeah, so that was that was a really, really good race. Um, Omar Shapira kept her Israel jersey. Uh, Kristen Mayerus obviously kept her uh, Luxembourg jersey. Imagine if there was a moment where that was not the case. Like, does the world implode? Like, yeah. does she spontaneously combust? What happens? Has she won it, like, I think the past 10 years? Something I like it, That could be the 10th, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Rihanna Marcus won for the Dutch. She is a rider we talk about quite often. And so it was pretty awesome to see her take that in a, in a two up sprint versus, um, Sharon Van Anroy, who also had a really good ride. Um, for Spain, Mavi Garcia kept it. Peniel Campbell won for Trinidad and Tobago, which she's not got, she's not got to race nationals, uh, for a couple years in a row. So I think it, it was really cool for her to be able to go home and race nationals. And she is really excited about the Jersey. So we got to keep an eye out for that at the Giro because it's apparently going to be super cool for the USA. Emma Langley won for EF Tibco SBB. She is a brand new, she's like fresh. Green. Yeah. So I was really going to say, I was like, who is that? I've not even I know. Her. I was feeling that as well. I'm like, have I just not been watching women's cycling, but no, I guess she must no, have raced much in Europe. Yeah. She's not been over here a ton. But yeah, so those are some of the some of the new and some of the returning national champions. And we'll have to get used to seeing at least Longo Bergini, not in the Italian. I feel like that's the only one that I'm just like, oh no. <laughs> that's actually gonna be so confusing. Mm. I'm just gonna be looking out for that tricolore and it's not gonna be there. You know, I think that she maybe she'll be like a little bit relieved because it is a target on your back when you're the national champion. Not like Elise Longaborghini can be stealth, but maybe <laughs> she can be like a little bit more stealth. I don't know. Mm. Less identifiable at a glance. Let's return, return to the Giro and talk about Boss because Boss, Boss did race the national championship. She had one solo move that was just real weird. It was, she was in a selection after one of the Vanbergs and she kind of just like rolled off the front and nobody reacted. And she was off the front solo for a while, which was <laughs> just a random person to be off the front solo for a really long time. Um, but she's coming back to the Giro and she's had quite a long break from racing after getting COVID before Perry Roubaix. So it'll be really interesting to see her. I think she'll, I don't no expert, but I would say that she's probably taking the Giro as a little bit of a building block to the Tour de France Femme, um, just based on that she's not been in races. Yeah, Nationals was her first race for months and months. But it'd be good, yeah, it'd be good to see her take at least one on the stage, though, just to add a bit more to that massive tally. Of, what is it, like 33, 34? What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark Cavendish. Yeah. I, she's got, I hope she gets 35 because then minimum. It's probably a couple of stages that she could potentially win. Stage two, she could probably win. Stage four is kind of mountainous. 
um, but ends in a descent with like a str- with like a kicker at the end. Mm-hmm. She could take the final stage. There's a couple. There's a couple that are that we probably like the profile doesn't show how challenging they are, but yeah. not like mountain challenging, just like attritional challenging, which as a seasoned rider, she's really good at. Wouldn't it be great to see her and Baltimore go head to head, like repeat worlds 2021, <laughs> like in a breakaway or something like that. And yeah, we'll see. We will literally see. Well, hopefully fingers crossed. Oh yeah. <laughs> we should see. Otherwise, we've got the roving reporter there. She can send us some some images live off her phone, maybe. Do a WhatsApp video. Uh, For three stages, after which I am in the same boat as everybody else. So hopefully not. Well, did we cover a lot of things? We didn't go stage by stage, but we will be back after stage three. So... Stage I feel one, like obviously read Amy's out. preview. It's yeah. short, sweet to the point. Gives you a good overview. It took me ages, so you better appreciate. And keep an eye on the the official start list, which will probably come out the morning of the race. And then, obviously, Cycling Tips will be doing daily coverage on CyclingTips.com, so you can check that out for race reports and analysis. <clears throat> and we'll be back after stage three. We're going to do not daily podcasts this year but we will have a couple extra podcasts for everybody if there's like a really exciting stage maybe we'll see who's around and jump on and record a quick 20 minute analysis or something like that um but we'll be back on sunday july 1st for uh stage one two three chat so thank you so much for listening we jumped around a little bit today i was a little bit chaotic sorry for the audio quality my recorder broke midway through (laughs) Um, but we will be back have a great week